Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Bear's Moving Markets podcast on Monday, the 26th of February, with me, Bernadette Anderko. Ahead of another data-heavy week, I'll be talking about all the latest market news on today's show with Jan Bopp and our head of technical analysis, Mensor Pachinsi, will provide his regular weekly insights into what's moving and likely to move markets according to the charts. I'll be talking to him in a few minutes. But first up, let's get started as usual with the market's news. Good morning, Jan. Good morning, Bernadette. So perhaps we should start with a, a quick recap of last week. Um, last Monday, there was one major question to sort out for the week, which was whether or not NVIDIA's earnings would be good enough. And in fact, they were so good, they awoke investor spirits, pushing global equity markets from the US to Europe to Japan to all-time highs last Thursday. But how did markets fare on Friday? Did they suffer any kind of hangover from the party the day before? No, Bernadette, not really. I mean, US tech stocks closed down 0.3%, giving back some of the big, very big gains from the previous session. Uh, but that's really not much uh, given the moves we saw on Thursday. And the broader S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrials hit yet another all-time high on Friday. Uh, stocks in Asia and Europe also continued to move higher uh, to end the week on a, on a high note, with the region-wide stocks Europe 600 up a further 0.4%. All right, you mentioned Asia there, so let's uh, stay there for a second and actually look at China to be more precise. What's going on there? The region's equity market continues to push higher. Have we now seen the lows? It's probably still too early to tell, but things are moving in the right direction, I'd say. Uh, Liquidity in bonds and stocks has improved. Currency volatility is falling and credit spreads have tightened. Uh, Last Friday, it was reported that China's home prices declined at a slower pace, Uh, for both new and existing units in January, the first signs of improvement in 10 months. And nowhere is the turn in sentiment more visible than in the stock market. The Hang Seng Index uh, is the world's best performing market this month, up almost 10%. I mean, it's still a volatile market, but it's a remarkable turnaround from last year. Given what's going on in equity markets, it seems that bonds are somewhere in the shadows. And in light of the recent data announcements, are rate cuts likely to be pushed further out? Well, Bernadette, at the moment, the narrative is certainly pushing in that direction. Why? Well, last week's FOMC minutes, PMI and employment data all had a hawkish tilt to it. Uh, US weekly jobless claims fell more than expected, uh, showing the continued strength in the US labor market. The price components of the PMI data showed that inflation pressures are persisting. And the FOMC minutes sent a clear message that the members ruled out any interest rate cuts in the near future. Some even expressed concerns that progress in the fight against inflation was stalling. Uh, We'll get the US PCE data this Friday. That's the Fed's favorite inflation measure. So it will be an interesting one to watch. All right. Uh, in this context, uh, last Friday, there was an article that uh, caught my interest, certainly. There was uh, a money manager helping to manage roughly $3 billion in assets, has uh, announced that he sold the vast majority of the US Treasury holdings uh, from the fund he oversees. How, how do you interpret such news? Well, all the developments we've just been talking about are contributing to these decisions, of course, with global equities at record highs, uh, company earnings holding firm and the US economy holding up in the face of high interest rates. It's not surprising that some investors are getting pretty tired 
of their safe haven U.S. Treasury holdings. Uh, in fact, there is increasing talk in the market that the next move of the Fed should be a rate increase. I mean, that's not what we expect. And markets tend to swing from one extreme to the other. But look, we started the year with a market that was expecting six or seven rate cuts. Now we're back to three. That's quite a move. And uh, U.S. 10-year Treasury yields have increased by roughly 40 basis points this year, uh, ending last week at four and a quarter after yields came back a bit on Friday. We've seen similar moves in Europe. That's just not great for your bond performance, obviously. But don't get me wrong, a fixed income allocation is important from a portfolio construction perspective. But you really have to manage it. And my guess is that this reallocation the news article was about was partly of exactly that. So what should investors look out for this week, Jan? Well, it's a busy week ahead. Uh, All eyes will be on US inflation when the PCE is released on Thursday, along with personal income and spending data. Uh, The print follows a stronger than expected CPI report earlier this month. Um, Other notable data releases include durable goods orders and the ISA manufacturing index. Inflation will also be a key theme in Europe with preliminary CPI prints due Thursday and Friday. Uh, Chinese PMIs on Friday might be the most interesting non-US data uh, as they include the Lunar New Year holidays in the sample period. So this is one to watch. And that's all from me this morning, Bernadette. Thank you, Jan, for highlighting some interesting topics at the start of the week. So now it's time to turn for our weekly look at all things technical with our head of technical analysis. Uh, good morning, Mensur. Good morning, Bernadette. So recently, Mensur, you talked about uh, Swiss equities loving the springtime and uh, the days are getting longer and there's certainly more birdsong when I get up these days. So perhaps you could fill us in on the seasonal details, please. Yes. So uh, when we look at Swiss equities, uh, it's important to remember that uh, Swiss companies usually pay dividends only once a year and they do it in the spring. So no surprise uh, in this century, so since the year 2000, basically the majority uh, of all gains have come in spring as the overall market has moved only up 4.5%. So the majority of the gains in the current century basically have come uh, from the dividend payments and uh, the price increase has been very modest, of course. Is there any chance of this changing in the future? Yes, uh, we are quite uh, convinced that this is going to change because uh, unbelievably but true, if you compare the returns of spring, so this is February until April, three months to the rest of the year, then basically you would see that over the past 40 years, uh, two investors, one investing only three months, the other one investing the rest of the year, so one in spring, the other one the rest of the year, they would have the exact same return. I mean, this is unbelievably but true. But we think this is coming to an end. And this phenomenon of the strong returns in uh, spring and then uh, no returns to the rest of the year, this is a sign of a bear market. And this bear market, of course, is coming to an end as Swiss equities, so the SMI, is trying to move beyond 11,500, 11,600. And we assume that Swiss equities are going to join European equities on a total return basis at all-time highs and U.S. equities on nominal basis at all-time highs. Within Swiss equities, our preference remains for the mid-cap stocks. 
and we would continue to avoid the big ones, which continue to lag in nominal and relative terms. Crossing the pond and looking at the states, Jan already mentioned new highs last week. S&P 500 is on track for a fourth consecutive monthly gain. Dare I ask, when will it pause? Yes, uh, I think uh, that's a good question and it shows a bit the sentiment. So uh, we still think the sentiment is still quite cautious. That's why the equity market continues to climb higher. So uh, we would assume that there might be a consolidation, but probably it's a buying opportunity. Please remember that uh, four consecutive gains, monthly gains in the S&P 500 have usually led to more gains on average by 12% in the following 12 months. So these strong runs of gains are usually a sign of healthy demand for equities. Staying with equities, um, I see that Japanese stocks have been given another Warren Buffett boost. Japanese equities are the outperformers in Asia again today, with both the Tokyo Stock Price Index and the Nikkei 225 stock average have gained. Do the charts tell us that this can last? Yes, I mean, the situation in Japan is a bit tricky from two points. So first of all, yes, the Nikkei is in uptrend. It's uh, at all-time highs. And we recommend Asian investors to stay fully invested and have a preference to Japanese equities. Nevertheless, uh, it strikes us a bit odd that the majority of these gains have come on the back of a collapsing currency. And as far as we remember, there are not so many uh, examples historically where you can have a secular bull market <clears throat> in the equity with uh, with a collapsing currency. So. Uh, sooner or later, one of those two has to give. But for the time being, especially for local investors and Asian investors, uh, Japan is the place to be. Super. Very good. Thanks a lot, Mentor, for some interesting ideas this morning. It's uh, lovely to talk to you as always. Thank you, Bernadette. So that's it for today. Um, I'd like to say thank you to my guests and, of course, to you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show and you haven't yet subscribed, please make sure you do. Then you won't miss out. And of course, please join me again tomorrow when I'll be talking with more of my colleagues about what's moving markets. Good luck today and indeed this week and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favorite podcast player.